Hello and welcome to episode two of Three Pricks and a Podcast. I'm your host, Rich, and joining me as always is Andrew. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm good, thanks, Rich. How are you? Marvellous. I'm marvellous. Good. Still buzzing from the exciting weekend of a Grand Prix action. So, oh, so good. So nothing. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> so many memories already. I can't yes, believe it. Absolutely. And also joining us is Mark. How are you doing, Mark? I'm very well, thanks, Rich. Um, yeah, um, I echo the sentiments already put, you know. It was a thrilling weekend, wasn't it? <laughs> it was indeed, especially for Andrew. I do believe you've been watching uh, quite a bit of uh, racing action uh, today. Yes. I mean, yeah, at least at least there's been some racing action um, over the past few days, uh, albeit uh, last year's racing action, but, you know, still. <laughs> Have any of you guys uh, watched any of the uh, streams over the weekend um, from Lando Norris? They did, they did a couple of alternative races and they did the uh, not the Australian Grand Prix. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't see them live, but I've seen bits of them. I saw, because um, Jimmy Broadbent was in one of them and, and he got he punted was. off at one point. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, uh, I, I saw bits of that, um, which I think that was the first stream, the the, the one that was at one o'clock, and I haven't seen any of the Lando Norris stuff that was later in the afternoon. Yeah, the uh, Lando one is uh, it's really really entertaining. He's just he just cracks me up so much. <laughs> so, and he's got a nice gaming rig as well. Looks very very cool. So, but I, th- I think we need to kind of move things on to a slightly lighter note and seeing as we don't really have much to talk about in terms of 2020 I thought we'd have a look back at last season and mm-hmm. kind of pick over some of our favourite things from the year mm-hmm. not necessarily going to go down the usual best driver best team route because they are kind of ap- academic if you look at the uh, points table mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, yeah I thought we'd pick some of our favourite moments so Andrew and Mark, I think I'll um, throw them at you and you let me know what your favourite moments are and then I'll also chip in as well. Mm. It's, uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I've, I'm very fresh to F1 and I didn't watch the 2019 season as it happened. So I've kind of had to go back and uh, kind of view it uh, through kind of the review and obviously the, the Netflix documentary. Uh, some of that was... Uh, you know, well, the second season covered the uh, the 2019 season. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it's certainly not a favourite part of the season, but what, what kind of struck me most was the amount of, how do you put this in a, in a, in a nice way? There was a lot of, um, of, of death in the 2019 season, not just on the track. I mean, we obviously had a death of the F2 driver, and I, I'm f- f- sorry for the life of me. It was it was Anthony, I believe. I can't remember his surname. Uh, Antoine Hubert. Antoine Hubert. That's yeah. it. Which was which was obviously incredibly tragic. Um, but we also had people like uh, Nicky Lauda who died last year, and at no, the very Charlie start of the season White. as well. I, I think it was. I, I can't remember the guy's name. It was the gen- Charlie Whiting. That's it, Charlie Whiting. Um, so being yeah. new to being hot, completely new to F1, obviously that was. Um, it's an interesting that last year was was so full of of that kind of tragedy um and and kind of how that rocked f1 i suppose i thought that was worth mentioning mm. as a a start for 2019 <laughs> joyous yeah, joyous start coming off the back of covid uh lots of, but yeah it was it, it was it's one of those that i think it, it especially um hubert kind of 
it definitely kind of reminded a lot of the drivers uh, about how dangerous the sport is and not just the drivers but the the people who watch because it's all fun and games it's it's a you know it's a very exciting sport but it is still an incredibly dangerous sport regardless of the kind of the safety um things that they've put in over the years so yeah i thought it was it was an interesting uh, an interesting year in terms of that kind of thing yeah it yeah. was it was it was a tough one you know mm. um and and all for very different reasons you know Char- charlie had been part of f1 for as long as i can remember mm. um and i yeah. don't know if andrew you've caught up with with the words that sebastian vettel had um at the start of the next grand prix um mm. but they are you know um tough words to watch back even even now they sort of had me over the weekend um uh you know uh getting a bit emotional mm. um and then and then he said we had nicky um uh very influential driver mm. um very successful driver come through a lot um and and you know probably without him uh, we wouldn't have the Mercedes team that mm-hmm. we have now, and mm. we wouldn't have Lewis Hamilton in that Mercedes team. Um, and uh, it, I think it really hit Lewis quite hard. Um, it, 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 it hit the whole team hard. But actually, I think um, you know Lewis had a really good relationship with Nicky. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, and, and and then, as you said, you know, in, in the Formula Two race, you know, you just need to. to, to to look back at the clips they show in, in in Drive to Survive, and you've got all of the drivers, the Formula One drivers in the in the press pen doing their their post session interviews, and you can see in their faces that they know it is serious mm. at first glance. And, and when a driver thinks it looks serious, then that that is you know the, the time to worry. Yeah. Um, and you see sort of Hamilton cutting his interview short because yeah. he just wants to go and find out. Um, you know, he he has a you know a, a a lot of care for younger drivers coming through, mm-hmm. um, and 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 you know that um, you could you could tell by his face that he just needed to get out and find out what was happening. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, the way they framed that with the Hamilton bit in the documentary really caught me off guard. Like, it was really yeah, it just felt very raw and. I wasn't expecting that. I knew they were going to touch upon that incident, yeah. Um, but yeah, I wasn't ready for how they did that with the Hamilton scene. That was yeah. Those last few episodes I find in Drive to Survive really got me emotional in many different ways. You get to those that last three episodes, it's just and even the stuff with Nicky Lauda as well. I mean, they covered that really well. And I mean, I'm not always being the biggest fan of like Toto Wolf, but seeing him in the documentary and how he was dealing with that loss as well it really humanized him like it was when he gets in the car um at one of the following group it might have been on the way to austria actually yeah and 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 he he gets in the front and he sets the air conditioning to 22 degrees because that's what nikki always had it set at no matter where they were in the world you just think you know this you know they used to do quite a lot of things together and you think to actually still be doing those things almost on autopilot but also yeah. as as a as a way of remembering mm. in and, and and coming yeah. to terms with things you sort of think blimey you know this is you know it it's it's credit to the team that they carried on and 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 managed to to actually um deliver some great results around that period indeed indeed 
But anyway, I thought for our little look back, I've got some categories so I can fire them your way and you let me know what is your favourite. So starting, I'm going to go with your favourite drive. Um, Mark, you go first. Oh, my favourite drive last season is... It's probably Max in Austria, I think. Um, you know, he, he, he pressures on him. Um, Red Bull in their home circuit won one in 2018, not had the best of seasons. Um, and, you know, to qualify, was he third or sec- second or third on the grid that race? Um, and, you know, the. Yeah. The, the battles that he had to, 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 to go through and and maintain the pressure not just of of the Austrians that, that are supporting Red Bull at their home circuit but the fact that there are so many Dutch people there you know they orange grandstands all the way through the circuit because you know at, at the time there was no Dutch Grand Prix um, he coped with that pressure really well I know I did sort of question how he could cope with pressure on, on the last podcast but actually we had a glimpse of it there um, it's just whether he could sustain that I guess over the course of a year so I think, think for me um, you know it, it 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 was everything for for Red Bull to get that Honda engine in the back of the car picking up more wins. You know, it'd been however long um since a Honda engine had, had, had won a Grand Prix, probably going back to Button. So so for me, that's the one that sticks out for me. Probably wasn't the best drive from from any of the all of the drivers but for me that's the one that sort of sticks out for me um in terms of my favorite drive cool thank you and uh andrew i know you've uh, watched the blue race so it should be fresh in your mind so uh what's your favorite drive <laughs> do you know it's, it's weird because it, it's it's a lot of stuff to take in it's like um it's like five or six hours worth of um of stuff like it's a year's worth of stuff in five hours so it's like you're getting this massive hit of information um i mean i think that there was a a huge amount of of great driving um from um leclerc um the fact that he won two in a row um kind of shows how how good he was last season um but i think go on I was just about to say, sorry, and one of those was Monza, wasn't it? So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, he carried a lot of pressure into in, into that one. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was great. And, and I mean, he, and even in qualifying, I think it was five in a row that he got pole for. Um, so he did an excellent job. But I think somebody who, I mean, you look at, you look at the standings for last year and there are like four or five names that just keep coming up again and again and again in the, in, in the, uh, uh, God, my uh, the podium. That's it. <laughs> Thinking of words, and they're just going out of my head. Um, on the podium, you know, you saw Hamilton again and again. You saw you, uh, naturally, you saw Bottas, you saw um, Vettel, you saw um, Verstappen. Um, one name who only comes up once in the in the whole year is um, and I can't pronounce his surname for the life of me. Um, Kvyat, 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 Obviously, no. why why can I not pronounce that? Um, and Kvyat, um, obviously, Toro Rosso one podium uh, and the only person who appears in the podium once um in the whole of the 2019 season but for him to to get up onto that podium um was a bit of a feat and i think that was that was a, for me that was a a great drive for him to be able to end up on that podium um on that particular that particular gp yeah no definitely definitely 
Um, for me, this one's a bit of a difficult one because I kind of equally love and hate it. <laughs> um, but it would be for me, it would be Hamilton in Hungary. Mm. Um, it was possibly one of his best career drives um max was in front at about 20 second lead and in about as many laps hamilton just reeled him in and overtook him after a late stop mm. it was horrible to watch just seeing max's lead get chipped away and seeing the actual um was the uh i forget what they use in the coverage now like the attack zone or something is that weird on screen display they use i can't oh remember. yeah they, striking they yeah, distance yeah. striking distance. How, how many laps? They're trying to sort of gamify the graphics, aren't they? Yeah. I'm, I'm split on that. It's like I like the whole just the visual, not really having it scientifically displayed on screen. I like to see it come down with my own eyes. Yeah, but at the same time, that graphic just made me feel sick. But it was <laughs> gripping television. I did not like the result, but watching Hamilton, it was just edge of the seat stuff. So for mm. me, it would have to be Hamilton and Hungary. That was that was great as well because um, I do remember that from from the Blu-ray that I've only just watched. They were they were predicting that he would he would beat Verstappen in six laps and he did it in five. So even their predictions were wrong, and he he did it so quickly and it just goes to show what a fantastic driver Hamilton is. I mean you know it's, it goes without saying he's six-time world champion, but you know that race in particular, as you say, Rich, that that showed just you know how much how brilliant he is and the fact that he could he could do it in even less time than there was they were predicting he could so yeah it definitely was a, it was a fantastic and gripping race for sure yeah it kind of felt like just seeing someone getting chased in like a slasher flick it was just horrible <laughs> but, but entertaining like a slasher flick um, anyway next one i'm gonna go i'm gonna jump straight in there and say what is your favorite race mark um, I think it was Belgium for me. It it it, it it's always Belgium. Um, <laughs> I, it, it's it, yeah, yeah. There was it was Leclerc winning the first of his two back to back again. There and Monza, you know, it was it was at a stage where you know Vettel was seemingly falling apart from from Ferrari, um, and him and Hamilton were were you know separated by less than a second for most of that race um it was you know it was it was it was one of those where i was on the edge of my seat thinking he's going to get overtaken anyway kind of the opposite of hungary really um in in the you know hamilton was doing everything he could um yet the, the the ferrari was was still um Still, still keeping the lead, and and for me, I was just just pleased to see a a, a Ferrari on the top step, and, and you know the fact it wasn't Vettel was even better for me. <laughs> so um, you know, it it's always good to see Belgium. It's always you know, you know that summer is coming to an end. It's it's always around the last bank holiday before we run into Christmas. And and for me it's just the whole thing around Belgium and it, mm. it also helps that I've been, you know, um, yeah. not for not for a long time, but for me that that place is always special even if the race isn't the most interesting. Um, you know, the circuit itself is a challenge. Um and um you know, can can often throw out weather surprises. <laughs> um, um, so um, I just just yeah, 
that that for me was my favourite race because because it's my favourite circuit. My favourite constructor came away with the win, and actually Hamilton, you know, tried everything he could and just just couldn't. Yeah, no, I'm definitely with you on Belgium. That's again, that's where it all started for me. So I always have a real love for that track. So, and like you said, even if the race isn't that special, yeah, no, I totally agree. And Andrew, favorite race? Hmm, I I very much enjoyed, and I, I don't know if this is just because it's so different from the other races in the season, but it was uh, that Singapore. Uh, the fact that it was a night race and and there was just a lot of drama on that particular race um and the fact that we had a ferrari one too um and kind of vettel um coming back from a bit of a uh, a shitty time that he'd had <laughs> up until that point um it was it was it was just a really it was a, it was a really great race it was an interesting race um i being new to f1 i i i can't give a huge elaborate and interesting commentary the way you guys can on on these things uh, regardless of whether i've only just watched it but it's yeah it's uh it, it was a fun race to watch and i think that the track itself is just uh, i i really enjoy uh the singapore track um so yeah it was it was definitely one that, that i probably enjoyed the most out of the 2019 season it's definitely something special yeah. when you see the helicopter shots from mm. from singapore and you've got the part of the track where you've got the two almost 90 degree corners where they you know almost it, it looks spectacular from the air um and and you know is is its own challenge in itself with it being a night race so mm. um you know um and 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 the scene of many an f1 incident yeah um. <laughs> i mean it's one of those tracks i've never done too well in the games i don't know why i sang about singapore it just seems to have my number. I don't know why. It, it's street circuits for me in general. I'm, yeah. I'm having a tough time with Monaco at the moment on <laughs> F119. So. Yeah, I think Monaco is the one I've always fared best at, but naturally it's because I've had the most practice. I mean, I've been playing that track for about, what, 20 odd years. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in recent years, I've actually started to perfect it. But yeah, Singapore, great circuit, though. Great circuit. Definitely. And for me, I'm going to give a bit of an honourable mention to Germany, mm. simply because I really enjoyed watching Mercedes in fancy dress fall on its ass with probably the best comedy pit stop in the history of the sport. It, it, it was great, wasn't it? I mean, he was he was in for he was stationary for over a minute, wasn't he? Because yeah. um, uh, he 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 gone off at the same point that Leclerc had gone off and, and, and how we missed him I don't know but but he did miss him <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, yeah it just it, it was so un-Mercedes like um, you know normally if if there's something that happened they react and, and actually you know they, they, they turn a negative into a positive um, but that race was just bonkers wasn't it because you, you had Hulkenberg on for a podium and of course Hulkenberg never got a podium in, in F1, probably never will now. Um, mm. and, and and there he was in second, third, and, and yeah. he lost it. And then Bottas lost it at the first corner as well. Was um, that the base that Stroll led at some point? It wasn't a visionary lead. It was actually a, a genuine lead. I can't remember who it was. It might, be, it might be the wrong race, but it was just, yeah, it was just a bit bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> Again, helped by the weather. Um, oh, come on, that's the raw ability from Stroll, come on. 
But yeah, that was my honourable mention. My actual race of the year will definitely go to Brazil. Has to be mm. Brazil. Um, I mean, like Interlagos. Interlagos never usually disappoints anyway. Um, but that was one of the most like emotional races I've seen in quite some time. I mean, you had all the excitement, multiple passes for the lead, safety cars, the two Ferraris completely taking each other out, which was just hysterical. <laughs> um, and then just the end of it having two like fairy tale drives from uh, Science and obviously Gasly, which Gasly, that yeah. final approach to the start finish line with him and Hamilton like wheel to wheel I just my heart was in my mouth with that and hearing Gassy's like proper primal screams at the end oh, when he yeah. realised he got a podium that was just yeah I was near tears I went uh, ab- absolutely I mean that was that was it was probably half a car length in it wasn't there um, yeah. as, as they crossed the line on that that, that last lap um, and, and it was you know the season that Gasly had had, mm. um, and and you know the roller coaster that he'd been through of, you know, getting a drive with with a top team, struggling with the top team, losing a friend, mm. um, being demoted to the junior team, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know he he he'd had a year from hell, um, and and it was really nice to to, to see him put it together because. You know, it, it it hurt him. You can see it oh, hurt wow. him. Um, you know, it, it it would do anyone. You know, I guess the good thing from a Red Bull point of view is they didn't kick him out completely. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave him yeah. they gave him that chance by putting him back back to Toro Rosso, and um, and he's repaid that in in my view. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if at some point we see him back in the Red Bull senior team. Oh, don't do that to him. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Just torture. Well, you know, they, they, they've got a history these days of, of bringing people back, haven't they? Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, I just... just I, I never say never, I think. And, and I think he's hungry enough for it. Um, yeah. Although I guess, you know, uh, the romantic in me says, well, maybe he should end up at, at, at Renault and partner Daniel Rick. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... Um... Also, there was obviously science as well. Obviously, we didn't get to enjoy him on the the podium proper, mm-hmm. but again, that was just so nice to see McLaren like that late into the season get the podium. Um, like so deserved, and yeah, yeah. So, I'm sure Andrew, you were very happy about that. Oh, of course, yeah, ecstatic. <laughs> I'm hoping that uh, when we finally get back on track for 2020, we'll uh, we'll see him on the podium a little bit more often. Of course. <laughs> this one's going to be a bit. Scrappy now. Favorite fight? Oh, Mark. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, my favorite fight um, started before the season had had kicked off and and, and ran all the way through to Brazil, as you touched on earlier. Um, and and that is Vettel and and um, Leclerc. You know, um, there'd been a lot of criticism of Ferrari in recent years in allowing their drivers to race. So Ferrari made a call before the first Grand Prix started that actually Leclerc was de facto number two and they would back Vettel. Um, And then Leclerc just put in some cracking performances early in the season to put the pressure on Vettel. Vettel then didn't help himself. Um, I think he was really hurt by what happened in Canada um, and in his eyes the race victory being taken away from him and his season seemed to spiral 
after that um, f for a while. Um, and, you know, Leclerc went on that string of pole positions. He got the two race wins. Mm. Um, and, and, and for me, you know, everyone criticised Ferrari for not backing Vettel the past few years. And, and ironically, the year they do is, is probably the wrong time to have done it. <laughs> um, um, and, and, and for me, it was great just to see, a, you know, Ferrari haven't had a young driver as, for as long as I can remember, you know. Um, so to take a risk on, on, on Leclerc after just one season in, in the Alfa Romeo was was significant from a Ferrari point of view um, I think we knew he had the pace um, but could he sustain that and could he sustain you know kind of the opposite of Gasly really C could he fight yes he could um, and, and and to see him and Vettel battling season long mm. was was for me something that, that that was great because you don't see that with Hamilton and Bottas you see it occasionally mm -hmm. um you know that that when when bottas has a great weekend he has a great weekend and there's a good fight um max destroyed his first teammate of the season <laughs> um to the point that he got moved back down to the other team um and you know it, it albon whilst whilst better than 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 gasly had had a lot to adjust it was his first season and he had to get used to a different car <laughs> so to see the two Ferraris, the teammates battling each other, um, it, it it was great. You know, it wasn't a Villeneuve, um, <laughs> you know, from, from 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 way back when in the Ferrari, but you know, there, there was clear animosity between the two of them, and I almost yeah. almost you know wanted Vettel to just just turn around and say, do you know what, I'm finished. Um, that this this is my last season. Um, and it's it it's sad in a way to to see that happen to him, but he's had his time and he's had his chance, and I think Ferrari would be stupid to not back Leclerc this season if they were in similar positions. Um, so for me, a great teammate battle that that went on for all the year. Yeah, definitely. Now I did I did wonder if uh, Vettel was going to have his uh, Damon Hill moment this past year. You know, when he just said, "I'm." done the next few races i'm gonna leave early i'm gonna quit yeah. but he just he seemed to slowly started to decline he was getting so rattled and making mistakes yeah. i mean what the multiple at least what, maybe two times he just spun for no reason just yes yeah, so, and, and italy was one of those wasn't it and, yeah. and then we, we we didn't even touch on this did he he wasn't looking at what he was doing and just drove flat out into into stroll coming back onto the track didn't he and as stroll was then on the radio complaining about Vettel driving into him he drove Kvyat off the road um it, 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 yeah I don't know if you've got a comedy moment from the season but that's probably second um from from last season that's probably the second funniest thing so yeah. that's actually a category coming up so spoiler. good well that, that's not my top one so so um, oh good I'm I, excited I haven't haven't thought, haven't spoiled that <laughs> marvelous and uh yeah Andrew 
favorite fight uh, i think my um my, my biggest fight um that I, that I enjoyed although it was a bit muted um this season was kind of the, the carry-on uh from 2018 of uh, Verstappen versus uh ricardo um i mean you know they were same team and in red bull uh in 2018 and it was absolutely obvious the animosity that they had um towards each other kind of uh both thinking that they were the uh, kind of the lead of the team almost and uh, obviously Red Bull in the end were kind of very much more favourable uh, favouring uh, Verstappen um, for obvious reasons you know he's uh, he's proved he's proved his worth for sure um, but kind of seeing them uh, battle here and there during 2019 and it, it, it was a shame because you know Ricardo had an absolutely terrible season uh, moving to uh, to Renault, um, and obviously Verstappen continued to to do well. So it was uh, it was a shame because I, I I do like Ricardo as a driver. I think he's a nice guy. Um, but seeing their uh, their fight continue uh, into another season, um, although not quite as uh, you know not 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 quite as <laughs> outrageous as it was in two thousand and eighteen, uh, that for sure was uh, was interesting for me. Yeah. Yeah. There's only so much you can do with the Renault now, so I don't think Ricardo's going to be fighting with Verstappen much this uh, year, or next year, <laughs> shall I say. Um, yeah, for me, I'm going to say my favourite fight is going to be Leclerc and Verstappen at Silverstone, mm. which was pretty bloody epic. I mean, you still had Leclerc was pissed from Austria a week earlier when Verstappen barged him out of the way yep. and out of a win. Mm. Um so they obviously came to loggerheads again and it was amazing. I think it went about over 20 laps. And yes. that biggest moment for me was the um, move that Verstappen, uh, Verstappen was leading and Leclerc just basically blew past him going into Stowe, which seemed kind of impossible when I watched it. And somehow he made it stick mm. and took the lead. And it was just, yeah, that was just an incredible, incredible battle over like 20 laps. And I mean, I, I haven't necessarily had many memorable British Grand Prix in recent years. Nothing's really stuck to me, but I think this past oh, year come, was come really on, cool. We, 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 had, we had the nutter in the kilt on the track when we oh, had no, no, no. <laughs> That track lost uh, its way ever since they changed it. It just doesn't feel the same, but I do remember the nutter in the kilt. Yeah, I remember Murray's uh, disgust and outrage. Yeah. Um, oh man, memories. I'll have to find out on uh, F1 TV later. <laughs> Definitely, um, but I, again, you've just reminded me. Speaking of the, it was the British Grand Prix when when Vettel took Verstappen out, wasn't it? When when yeah. Verstappen blew past Vettel, and then Vettel misjudged how much downforce he'd lost at the front end and just ploughed straight into the back of him, didn't he? Mm. I don't know. Yeah, no, that was just um, yeah, great, great Grand Prix, great battle. Um, was I think that was slap bang in the middle of that like, six really good Grand Prix in a row. Yeah, like, absolute bangers. I, was, I couldn't believe what was happening. I was like, "Is this Formula One?" <laughs> it's like <laughs> you never get that much in succession. So it was just yeah, really good time, and that race just kind of summed it up really, really nicely. But anyway, next category is going to be favorite driver outside of the top three teams. Mm-hmm. And Mark, I will go with you first. Um, it's it's Lando, um, Lando Norris. Um, he first season in, um, with a more experienced teammate, um, just brought 
all of the smiles of of you know somebody that's that's landed with their childhood dream um and was just having fun at every opportunity um he didn't look like somebody who was in his debut season he you know in my view matched his his more experienced teammate um i know they were both new into the team new into the drives but yeah for me it's lando he he just brings a whole new level of youth and enthusiasm to, to to the grid and isn't isn't afraid to play a joke or two um like like likes a meme on the old social media um even sometimes during race weekends so you know um for me he is a marketing dream from a formula one point of view and and they need to embrace that kind of thing yeah um you know you see videos with 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 him and, and carlos and they just look like they're having the most fun mm. um and for me he backed that up with with more than competent drives um uh at a, at a mclaren team that's that's refinding its form so um good to see another young brit on the grid and, and doing well yeah no you said the words right in my mouth about basically the marketability i mean you had it with lewis going back you know when he debuted he had that real young cool factor but with lando yeah. he's very much 2019 2020 driver it just appeals to your twitch streamers your kids the ones that like the dank memes it's just perfect <laughs> and i'm Absolutely. sure in the next year or two he will obviously want to try and he won't want to be well maybe he will be but he might not want to be just known for that he's obviously going to back it up like he has already with his performance but mm. i don't know i want him to kind of still be lando i hope he doesn't get serious and try and be too focused because he is such an asset for the sport and if if he ever wants to get rid of his home sim setup, I'll gladly take it <laughs> off his hands. I used to get rid of the uh, the Rossi hat, so maybe he can give that to you. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, who is your favourite driver outside the top three teams? I'm sure this is going to be predictable, but uh, we'll see. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> I'm nothing if not predictable. Um, I'm nothing if not. Pre- I'm nothing if predictable. Um, yeah, it's Carlos. Of course, it's Carlos signs. Um, but I mean, not just for the fact that you know he's my Formula Hun. Um, he's also. I mean, he's he's quietly predictable. I mean, yeah, he had a few uh, duff races in 2019. You know, the fact that he, you know, I mean, most a lot of drivers do, but he was in over half of his races he kind of was inside the top 10 and you know he's he's very determined and he you know you can tell that he's out there looking to uh to improve and and, and you know rise in the ranks and you know you were talking about um talking about lando there and the fact he's the next big thing the fact they're both in the same team i think they make a quite a good pairing you've got the the up-and-comer and then you've got the the kind of the the dependable and uh, you know the, the guy who who's quite quite consistently getting within the top 10 um i and and he's just kind of he's cool but in in not in a not in a 2020 way he's cool in a kind of classic uh slightly brooding um but also quite uh, quite dashing um and uh, like i said de- dependable f1 uh racer way um yeah i think he's 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 my favorite if if it wasn't for his terrible year i'd say that ricardo would probably be up there um he, he was probably up there in 2018 for me but yeah unfortunately his uh, his year is not so great in 2019 so uh carlos is definitely 
definitely my favourite. Absolutely, absolutely not. But with five minutes to go, Daniel Ricardo is ahead of Carlos in the most swoonworthy poll we had on over on the Twitter. Is that channel. actually got five <laughs> minutes left to go? Yep. Well, I'm gonna I have thought, to keep an eye on this. I thought it had longer than that. I thought we didn't. Uh... <laughs> Can we make it five more minutes? Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought I had like another day on it. I thought we were basically recording too early to uh, get the results in. So that's fantastic. Wow. Yeah, we'll get the results in before we finish. That's going to that's gonna be good. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll let you announce this, Andrew, okay? Go on. You're our news right, correspondent, okay. so you can, uh, you can break the results. So. <laughs> and yeah, for me, I'm actually going to say the same as you, Andrew. It's going to be Carlos Sainz for me as well. So, um, yeah, mm. great first season at McLaren. I mean, what, the first half of the season I think Lando kind of had his number in qualifying but Sainz just kind of came alive in the second half of the season and just yeah yeah culminating in that great podium in Brazil so. I, I think he could could end up being a, a real talent Carlos mm-hmm. um clearly it runs in the family um, driving ability um but um you know it is It's also good that they're both at McLaren and both lifting them at the right time because McLaren mm. had a number of bad years and and you know yeah. I I don't like seeing McLaren have bad years because you know all throughout the history of of my early days in in Formula One from from the late eighties all the way up to to even uh, early two thousands you know they were they were always a challenge and always had you know, cars that other drivers would be worried about if they saw the flashes of their, their colour schemes in the mirrors. So um for me it's it's they've got a strong driver line up and yeah. hopefully push on this season. I mean I've I don't know if it's come as a result of basically those previous seasons of just poor performance, but I just I'm enjoying McLaren as a team itself though. Mm. I mean they're just fun now. Like they kind of almost feel like what Jordan were. They're just having fun. I mean, they used to... Well, I always knew them for years as that stuffy team that was led by Ron Dennis. Very much like what Mercedes is now. It just feels like the machine. But, yeah, McLaren are just... They are that fun, colourful team now. Mm. Right? And I just... I hope that doesn't change with success, which will inevitably come, I'm sure, in the next few seasons. Absolutely. I think, you know, you, you can chart their downfall back from the struggles with the board and, and Ron Dennis eventually leaving um, that then sort of transferring through into the team a season or two later and, and it then being a struggle to pick that back up um, and you know they had the disastrous relationship with Honda um, and if you haven't seen the McLaren documentary on Amazon Prime there's a really good insight on how that relationship just completely broke down Mm. to the Mm. point where they did not trust each other at all um and um you know they've they've gone you know got 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 rid of got rid of the honda engines and and things just started working um you know it's probably not all down to that but um Zach has come in and 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 seems to be taking the ball by the horns and and leading. So you mm. know that's really good to see. They're switching to um, Mercedes next year. Is that right? Twenty twenty one, McLaren. Yes. Yes. So very interesting, interesting time stuff for sure. I'm yeah. gonna have to I'm gonna have to look out for this uh, McLaren documentary now. I didn't know there was one. So that's uh, 
to have a look out for that one. I forget what it's called. Um, I won't lie, I still feel a bit conflicted about them going back to Mercedes. I don't know why. I just I've seen them obviously kind of bounce back. Um, and it feels like they're just going back to, I don't know, maybe it's because now Mercedes is the dominant team and I feel like just running back to them as an engine supplier, it just kind of, I don't know, it just, it bothers me a bit. I feel like they've obviously made it work now with a Renault and it just kind of, uh, I don't know, I hope it's not a step backwards or I don't want to, I just, I don't want to see too many outfits rely on Renault, um, on Mercedes power units because obviously they're already kind of the dominant force in the sport and I just, I don't want to become like Formula Mercedes. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Anyway, um, next one is favourite rookie. Mark. (laughs) Um. I have to stick with Lando, don't I? <laughs> um, I, I, I yeah, yeah. I, I can't say he's my, my he's my favourite driver outside of the top three teams, and then say he's not my favourite rookie. Um, but um, Russell um, had some really good performances in in what was an utter dog of a Williams, um, and mm. you can't compare the Kubica to the Kubica that we had pre-accident. But um, you know, qualifying, he he whitewashed his teammate, didn't he? Um, I think, Basically, I think... every every single session. Yeah. Um, so for me, um, you know, he's put in some good performances. Um, uh, Albon, yeah, he he had some good races, um, and Red Bull felt confident enough to turn to him. Um, but he just, I, I just. I haven't warmed to the other two as 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 I did with uh, w- w- with Lando. So yeah, I'm I'm sticking with Lando. Um, how about Keep you Lando. guys, Andrew? Uh, I mean, Lando is a is, a, is a, you've given all the reasons for Lando. I mean, he's he he's a, he's a, he's a great guy. Um, I think Albon was definitely uh, the fact that he was kind of lifted up to. Red Bull mid-season, um, I think, shows that he's got great potential. He and he showed quite a lot of it, but I don't think he showed as much as perhaps he needed to, considering he kind of got lifted. That I mean, the fact that Gasly got that uh, got a podium um, when he went back to Toro Rosso and uh, and Albon didn't get there at all um, it is kind of it's it's kind of odd, but he's definitely one to watch i think albon um and yeah he, he was he's my favorite for sure and again you know a lot of my uh, a lot of my stuff uh, for 2019 came from the netflix documentary just because by virtue of the fact i didn't watch it live you know it's going to be most of my information comes from that and the, you know what we got to see of him um albon as a as a person and where he's come from and uh, you know how he's got to where he is. Uh, I, I think shows that he's definitely one to keep an eye out, uh, an eye out on. Definitely, uh, ab- definitely, absolutely, and 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 actually, it was it was nice to get an insight of 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 his life from mm. fr- from Drive to Survive because you know I, I I'd not followed his junior career at all. Um, I didn't know, um, and, and somehow all of the stories about his mum and and that had passed by me um mm. and um you know he's uh, he's had his battles just to get to where he is so mm. um you know that was a, a an eye-opening episode for me 
It definitely, yeah. That was, yeah, it was interesting. I just, I loved seeing him just living at home with his mum as well <laughs> and his siblings. And he's got the Esther Martin on the driveway. Just, <laughs> just cracked me up so much. Just, um, yeah, but that was eye opening and that was really nice. So he's just a really, really likable guy. Um, yeah. But he didn't leave the biggest impression on me. I actually am going to choose George Russell, which who had the least success by some way, but left the biggest impression on me. I just something about how he presented himself, and I know that doesn't score points, but just how commanding a presence he was, he inserted himself in the Williams team despite the complete lack of success they had, and it felt like he'd been there for a few seasons. He yeah. wasn't being obviously he, you know, he, a prima he, donna. wasn't stroppy. He just got him up. He, he had a. I, I don't know how to put it really, but he he seemed to have much more experience than he has. You know, he he, he came across as 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 being calm and 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 measured and like he'd been through it all before. When mm. actually he's this he's this young guy from from down the road and and he's in a Williams now. <laughs> you know, he was the reigning champ as well, wasn't he in F two. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, mm. you know. So he he should had you know the the biggest excuse to just be like sod this, I'm off. <laughs> yeah, you know it, it's it, it's a shame he's hit a Williams in its lowest of 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 lows. Um, mm. You know, um, the indications are that this year's car looks better. Um, again, we don't know right now when we should do. <laughs> so, um, but. I, I hope that he has a he has another good season, um, and and of course he's he's now um, the most senior driver in the team with with Latifi coming in to to be his teammate. So um, he's gonna have to mm-hmm. step up into that team leader role. Do you think we'll see him in the Mercedes? I don't know. I'm just I'm seeing him in the top teams in the next few years, and I think that's why I chose him because straight out of the gate, I see the most potential in him than I do Lando and Albon. It's just something about um, him. I don't know what it is. Th- this season appears to be a shootout between him and Ocon for 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 Bottas's seat. Um, um, but you know, um, I I I could be wrong, but um, you know. Toto would be stupid to to not be seriously considering um, putting George Russell in 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 that team. I guess there could be bigger issues at Mercedes if if Hamilton does get to the end of the season and say, Do you know what, I won the title again, I'm off. Um, I can't see it happening, but at the same time, you know, you could see Hamilton getting to the end of this year and saying, well, I've won again. Um, that's enough for me, because mm. um, I. I I, I always I always still think of Hamilton as being a young driver and no. he's not and he's not you know he's he's only uh, is he three years younger than me <laughs> you know oh, um, but you know I, when I think of Hamilton I still think of the the guy winning that Canadian Grand Prix in his debut season um, and mm-hmm. you know taking Alonso all the way and were it not for that <laughs> You know, incident where he crashed on pit entry in China would have been would have been champion that year, um, and, and 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 you know it's years ago. Yet I still think I, I, 
it, it's the trick of the mind, I know, but you know, I, I still think of him as being that young when mm. clearly he's he's what thirty three now. <laughs> it's crazy, crazy. We I mean, don't see him maybe possibly going into uh, go to Ferrari maybe twenty twenty one and uh, beat Schumacher's record. <laughs> I, 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 I could see Ferrari doing that, but you never know. I think he'd, at a point in his career, I think he would have loved to have driven for Ferrari. The longer that goes on, um, the less I see it likely to happen. And I think he's now so wedded to Mercedes and Toto and losing Nicky um, has kind of cemented him in that Mercedes role um, and don't get me wrong obviously Nicky's got his links to Ferrari as well but I think that Lewis and Nicky had got so close and, and 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 whatever I think he kind of feels like he now owes the rest of his existence to Mercedes um, so I, I, he could surprise me um, but part of me would say would he want to go and fight Leclerc? It's going to be more of a challenge than Bottas or Rosberg have ever been. And yes, I know Rosberg won a title against him, but you know, look look back over that season, Andrew, and you'll see why. Um, you know, that was you know probably Hamilton's year had he had more reliability. Um, um, you know, um, different stages of their careers. Hamilton would want to be in the most competitive car. Um, It'd be great to see it. I just, I, I think too much time has gone now. Yeah, yeah, and I think you're probably right. And also for the record, I don't um, recognise the uh, the Rosberg title win. So it never <laughs> happened. It never happened. <laughs> I think we're going to end it on just one more, and we kind of touched upon it earlier, and that's going to be your funniest moment of the season. Mm. And Mark, you've got me in suspense now, so I want to know what it is. If it's not Vettel, then please do tell. No, it's not Vettel. I've, I've given him a hard enough time. Um, <laughs> the, the, the most comedy thing for me was the Monaco Grand Prix and the incident at the Rascas where we had cars parked all over the place. Um, uh, I can't remember who kicked it off now, but there was, there was a Williams put into a... Sp- Bin. Oh, Leclerc yeah. came around the corner. There were about six of them just <laughs> stopped, and they had to do like a 97-point turn yeah. to to get one of the cars out. And then Leclerc took his opportunity when he saw a gap to uh, think, right, I'm off here and get get ahead of one of the cars he'd been following. And and it was just, um, you know, th- there's been funny things happen there before in the past. You've seen Trulli end up on his on his roof or put somebody oh, on God. his roof, and and and. Uh, and whatever um but but you know these are the most elite drivers in the world and you know when you're pitched into a spin and your cars as 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 long as the track is wide you've got to do a 97 point turn and it was just you know credit to the rest of them they didn't do a um uh uh, a, a Belgian Grand Prix start and take everyone out. They did all manage to not hit each other beyond that in, that that initial contact that, that that gave the spin. But for me, I just sat there and watched that, and I'm like, you know, these these are the most elite drivers um, in the world, and it it, it looks like uh, you know. 
there's a traffic warden trying to direct cars um, when you're in the supermarket at Christmas. <laughs> um, you know, there, there was a few million quid's worth of cars not moving for a, for for a good few seconds there, and and for me that that was the funniest thing and and um i'd completely forgotten about it until i reminded myself of it uh on the way home from work this afternoon just let let out a random chuckle to yourself on the uh, on the bus ride home absolutely <laughs> which isn't <laughs> unusual no are you one you one of those people on the bus are you oh god <laughs> well I, i'm getting on a bus in norfolk it's just not unusual for anybody to have a random chuckle at, at, at seemingly nothing so um so it, it makes me fit right in <laughs> perfect perfect and andrew what about you um i think i mean i, I don't know i i, I the, yeah what mark said was was definitely amusing i did i did laugh at that too um i i think just seeing the mercedes team in the german grand prix uh kind of dressed up in kind of like 50s stuff uh, you know the 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 uh what would you call them the um oh my god words are failing me today um they weren't in lederhosen but very similar in the hats um the, the kind of the the very traditional old german stuff and you know you're very used to seeing um f1 crews and uh, pit crews and and you know, the guys on the pit wall kind of in their very serious uh you know their, their overalls or their their you know their team shirts and then just to see them dress like that um it kind of uh, it definitely brought a smile to the face uh you know you saw they're even in the hats you know when they were changing the tires um in the pit lane you know i thought they'd be a bit more serious about it but they they, mm. they, 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 they committed fully um good on them um and i uh, yeah definitely brought a, a smile to my face a bit of a chuckle every time i uh, i saw uh, one of those hats or somebody in those braces uh, it was great it was, it was very fun <laughs> yeah no it was the icing on the cake for me seeing him just completely botch up his stop but yeah it's not pure pantomime yeah, yeah. i just i think there's been a few videos online like remixes of it that in black and white all sped up and everything it's just amazing Brilliant. absolutely amazing so so how about you for me it's we did talk about it earlier it's got to be um vettel at monza yeah <laughs> it has to be completely unforced coming out of um at Ascari, i believe it was yeah it was spinning it and then reversing into Stroll, who then obviously had his own little smash and it was just it was just it was at that point already I just saw the cracks forming in Vettel and you just see it was getting in his head. And I was almost like it became an in joke. I kept waiting for him to have that Vettel moment each Grand Prix and that was just the best one. And it, yeah, it gave me a lot of entertainment. I mean I don't hate Vettel. I was very much behind him during his Red Bull years, but I don't know, saying about him now Maybe rubs me up the wrong way a little bit. Agreed. And I think for me, it was probably about three seasons ago. And he started off the season well, and he started off saying the right things. And then he just fell apart, and everything was somebody else's fault. Um, and and he's never really recovered that for me, I don't think. Um, and, and I genuinely think it's probably because he's past his peak um and and he's either not admitted that to himself or is certainly not wanting to come to terms with that publicly whereas you know you've got Raikkonen who's clearly outside of the peak of 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 his career and he's like do you know what 
I'm here for the fun. I'm here for the money. As soon as I'm not enjoying it, I'm off. Um, and, you know, to the point where, you know, there's some comedy lines there around, you know, well, I've not even read my contract. I'll go skiing and skydiving if I want to. And, 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 and you know, as soon as somebody tells me I'm doing something wrong or there's any whinging, then I'm gone. Um, um, you know, so he, he deals with with that um, as, as as well as you can, um, and you know he's he's got a reputation and and he lives up to that. I think Vettel. I don't know whether it's self inflicted pressure or if it's pressure from the Italian media. The fact that you know Ferrari have now gone so long um, since since they've last won a title, and you know Alonso couldn't deliver it for them when. Um, when he perhaps could have. Um, and I, I think what doesn't sit well with Vettel and the Italian fans is you could see Alonso did not have the best car, yet he was mm. fighting every inch of that uh, week in, week out, and, and taking championships down to deciders that he just had no right to be part of the title race in, whereas Vettel just there always seems to be something and you can always tie something back to, to, to the season and you can put your finger on it and say that's where his season fell apart and and for me last season it was it was when he got that five second time penalty in Canada that um, at the time I, 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 I think was harsh um, but they you know um <sighs> At the end of the day, the judges impose those rules, um, and 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 you have to take that. Um, yes, he was comedy after that race, and you know moved the 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 the, the markers around. But you know, uh, you track back through that, and that is where his season really fell apart, um, and took a long while to get back on 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 track. You know, you you sort of look from that Canadian Grand Prix, and and he's not really back to to to. Vettel until till Singapore. No, absolutely bang on. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's hard to watch whether you've got a, a dim view of a driver, you like a driver. It's hard to watch them just start to decline. It's I don't know, you feel like you're watching an old dog hobbling along. You just want to put it out its misery. It's just it's quite sad. It's quite sad. Oh. Yeah, yeah in, in in many ways, watching Vettel now is like watching Schumacher when he came out of retirement for Mercedes. Why did he do that? Sorry. I, I hate that he did that. Yeah, me too. Just, uh, it was uh, so uh, perfect. Yeah. Just, yeah, it was... I don't know. <laughs> Hard to swallow that, isn't it? Yeah. But, I mean, um, I, I'm assuming Mercedes just threw so much money at him. You know, you are the the biggest German driver, we are the new German team. And it just, I, I don't know, it obviously was too much to resist, but I don't know. If it was the Mercedes of now back then, yeah, perfect. I'd have been, you know what, Michael? Fine, you crack on. You know, <laughs> Absolutely. Win uh, another two championships. And, uh... Exactly. But but again, without that part of the story, we probably don't have the Mercedes we have today. So. <laughs> Very true. Very true. So it's it, it's Schumacher's fault that Rosberg has a title, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. 
Anyway, um, yeah, that's it for what I've got. I mean, there's nothing else you guys want to bring up? Things that stick out to you from the past year? Any other little categories you want to throw my way? Yeah, so, so, so there's one more that, that not necessarily a category, but um, uh, I, I thought it was very interesting how the addition of one world championship point for fastest lap turned the end of Grand Prix into a mini game and a, and, and a race between the drivers. Mm. Um, <laughs> that, that, you know, it, it, it did exactly what it was intended to do, and that was liven up the end of, of processional races where drivers could afford to take a pit stop and stick on some super sticky tyres and, and drive the wheels off it to, to see who can get the fastest lap, all for the sake of one point, you know. Mm. Um, um, you know, we, we often... We often slate new rules um, and, and new ideas when when they are tried, but that absolutely had its its intended outcome, and and I loved it. <laughs> that one point makes all the difference, you know. Just ask Damon Neal. So. Well, absolutely. <laughs> uh, what about you, Andrew? Anything else you can think of from the year? Um, to be honest, no. The, the um, <laughs> it's uh, I think we've covered so much of it, and uh, obviously me being new to the whole thing, it's uh, yeah, it's it's difficult for a lot of it to stick. I, I I'm I'm hoping that when I start watching F1 live, all of these all of these things that you guys seem to pick up on will, will stick with me a bit more because I'm watching it and kind of enjoying it as it happens. Because I, I feel like when you watch it back later, if that's the first time you're watching it, it's it's uh, it's difficult to it's difficult to get it to to all not kind of go into one in your head if that makes sense uh, trust just, me i know exactly what you mean yeah, yeah. so it, but yeah i'm, I'm <laughs> looking forward to the, to the 2020 season starting but something i do need to bring up which we referred to earlier is the results of uh the formula hun um poll uh which to be fair won't have changed since uh, since mark checked it beforehand since there was only a few minutes to go then um but for listeners who perhaps didn't didn't see that go up on twitter if they maybe don't see it on twitter this is basically just a little bit of fun since uh you know we, we we're kind of waiting for things to happen we thought we'd, we'd put something up on twitter um and uh i think it followed on a little bit from the conversation we had uh a little kind of chunk of conversation we had in the last episode which is basically just uh you know Who's the most swoon-worthy driver? You know, my uh, my my choice is definitely Carlos Sainz, of course. You know, I kind of made that very clear last time. Um, <laughs> so we put one up. Uh, we decided on four drivers that perhaps were uh, the ones to to vote on, and that was obviously Sainz. It was Ricardo, Magnussen, and Raikkonen. Um, sadly, Sainz did not win. Um, <laughs> did not even come second. Uh, so Ricardo came in first with thirty-six percent. Uh, second was Raikkonen, um, which, was, which surprised me, to be perfectly honest. Um, then next is, is Sainz, who, who came third with 27%. And last is poor Magnussen, who I don't think got a vote until, like, literally today. Um, spent a long time with 0%, uh, but did come in at least with, I think at least, I think it was one vote that he got. Possibly somebody who felt sorry for the poor guy. But it's not like he's a terrible-looking guy. He's a very nice-looking guy. Um I thought we'd get a couple more votes, but there you go. So the winner of uh, Formula Hun uh, is Ricardo, um, which I think, to be fair, is that's pretty fair. He's he's a he's a very very good looking chap. Um, so, you know, I'm not, I don't I don't hate that result. I don't hate it. 
He put he puts the honey in honey badger. So there you go. <laughs> do you, do you know, when I was looking for the, um, I kind of um, did a search for Formula Hun since we did a little hashtag. So I typed in just to, to find the the poll easily because um, it's been a few days since we put it up. Um, there is actually a um, a person on Twitter um, called at Formula Hun, um, and she plays the Formula One, uh, the Formula One 2019 yeah. game on stream on Twitch. So that kind of was interesting to to come across. <laughs> I didn't steal it, I promise. I did make this up entirely on my own. <laughs> <laughs> but I did see that Twitter account after the fact, and I was like, ah, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm still proud of it. Still proud of it. It was it was a very good. It was a very good, uh, and I love I love the, uh, the the visual that you came up with it for as well. <laughs> so if you haven't seen it, please do go check out the uh, the Three Pricks and <laughs> a Podcast uh, Twitter account, uh, which is at Three Pricks Pod. Um, yeah have a look just just even if it's just to look at that uh that lovely uh spark post that that uh that rich, uh, that rich made uh it's great any excuse for a spark post that's my last excuse yeah but uh, you've already mentioned our twitter so i won't have to do that bit at the end so that's great <laughs> thank you very much andrew um saved your job thank you appreciate it but i will ask you uh where can we find you personally on twitter Oh me, um, you? Yes, I. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me uh, at oddmint eighty four. Anywhere else, or just there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will let you. I'll, I'll let you mention the video games. It's fine. Thanks. I mean, because <laughs> you know, there's more places. Um, you can also find me, and also Rich, um, at Dreamcast Years. Marvellous. And Mark, where can we find you? We can find me on the Twitter at original underscore PMF. Marvellous. Thank you. And you can find me at Dreamcast Barber. Yeah. So that's it for our second episode. And I think that was fun. Um, Lots of memories from uh, 2019. I'm I'm hoping there's going to be memories from 2020 when we do this in a year's time. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. That would be good. We'll get some racing soonish. Yeah, maybe we'll get a couple. It'll be great. Um, yeah, so thank you again. Thank you for coming on. And uh, yeah, we'll do this again um, for episode three. Yeah. I haven't decided what it's going to be about yet, but <laughs> we'll have something. We need a race. That's what we need. We need a race. Um, but yeah, yes. no, thank you very much, guys. See you next thank time. You. See you next time. Bye.